Welcome back to Dropping the Needle. It's your boys, Pat Aris and Knitch. This is episode 13 for August. Yeah, dude, I keep fucking up August and September. <laughs> August 2022. <laughs> um, August. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but like, bro, I was, we were trying to uh, promo Britney's new store, Danger Zone Video. Go check it out here oh. in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And um, yeah, I was, we were trying to do this, these promos last like couple weeks or whatever for it on all the shows and like i stay fucking up to date like on all of them all (laughs) of them i'm like this shit released in 2021 2020 i mean earlier you said august like i got this thing come up in august night dude i'm telling you time time is just some bullshit right now you know but anyway this is dropping the needle this is quick sixers album album slash pop culture review show and this month happened to be my pick so uh, I gave Adam a list of like what five or six albums. <laughs> you were like, you actually no. no. I think you gave me like three. <laughs> no, no, no. I gave you like I gave you a list, and then you were like, you did. Like, I yeah, picked. Yeah, we picked your. You picked your top three, and then I was. Then I asked you. You narrowed it down, yeah. Yeah, which one? Which one? But I, I, I was like, dude, that list I sent you, I was like, he's not gonna like any of this shit. Like, <laughs> I did. I just like they were like. I knew they were like, I liked it. Actually, I liked the list because I knew they were your favorites. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. necessarily mine. So, yeah, I, I do. I, I fuck with that list. All of them will probably get eventually put on here. But, um, you know, fucking spoiler alert. So it's going to be David Bowie's. Or right, I guess Mike technically. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Your mic was covering like 90% of that shit. Oh, like, oh, let me fucking. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, David Bowie's uh, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. So here is the 2022 um, art vinyl or whatever. What do they call this shit? Uh, picture vinyl? Yeah, picture vinyl. So this is the official Bowie. I think this happened after he died. They started doing this shit called official Bowie and like with the two oh yeah with Aladdin scene lightning bolt type of things yeah, yeah. this is it's like limited cool. edition too this is like number of one of or like you know what I mean something of not that I see right now oh, okay but I mean it could who knows but I think it's kind of cool also like the picture blown up is kind of interesting I've always thought is weird that um. It says, you know, that K West on there. I always thought it was kind of interesting. It's so weird. But anyways, um, yeah, picture vinyl. This uh, we got at, fuck, what did I say earlier? I'm going to pull it up. I have it up. I have it up. I'm sorry. Uh, Comeback vinyl in Alpharetta, Georgia. Um, We got this there. It's pretty cool. We got a couple other things. Uh, actually, uh, two, I think three of the albums that I put on that list, I got there. So I was like, yeah. Oh, nice. Do that. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, what, five, yeah, six, 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 what, fucking 11, 11 tracks on this. Not that long. I think it's like, you know, half hour or whatever. Half. Oh, fuck. Um, actually, I'm going to pull it up how long it is. Um, that's what I was going to ask you too. Is yeah. there's because there's like an extended version, right, on Apple Music? Yeah, and I think that like one an, has like anniversary edition. Yeah, there's an anniversary edition on there, but the original. This we're just going to talk about the original one the original. for the review ish part. But we should talk about the other versions. I haven't even really looked at when I was listening like 
for review or whatever of this. I think I've listened to this. I've listened to this album a fuck ton of times, but yeah, for review this past couple of days, I've been listening to it. It's only 38, 39 minutes, basically 38 and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to show the other two things that were in this vinyl that came in it that I didn't fucking discover until right before the show. So there's like this kind of, I mean, there's this picture of the spiders from Mars. So that's like the sleeve of the record. Yeah. It's in like inside inside. It's like liner notes, but it's not just an insert. Okay. Yeah. It's like an insert. So this is spiders from Mars. So it's David Bowie, Trevor Boulder, Mick Ronson, and Mick Woodmancy. So these guys, that's them. Um, Also, there's a ton of people. If you look up, um, who played like the on the live tracks and stuff like on the tour? There's a ton of people, ton of people, like a yeah. bunch of keyboards, bunch of synths stuff. There's also this like this weird poster that was in it that I didn't know. Um, which kind of looks like it's probably like some kind of like promo poster type of thing. Yeah, is it like uh, it kind of looks like it would be, like be yeah like in a newsprint or something too? Yeah, right. And it's got like this weird thing. It says David Bowie is the star man. He's thin and he's English. He's got orange hair and he sings and plays electric guitar. <laughs> I love that that has to be like said. But <laughs> yeah. He's got a hit record called Starman, which is from his new album called The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. David Bowie, he's Ziggy Stardust and he's beautiful. <laughs> that's what it says. Nice. So, very weird. Um, super strange. Anyways. This is a quick sixer show. So kind of show what we're having for this. So I picked, so it recently went to bearded Iris again for uh, somebody's birthday. We we're just talking about it. I had some ramen. There's a secret ramen place there. So anyways, I was looking at the stuff that I brought back. It's not home. So secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not a secret anymore. So I was like, man, I'm going to get this fruited sour ale called willy nilly <laughs> for this show. Uh, it's got cherry, blackberry, and plum for your, you know, sour notes. It's only 5.6 though. Uh, yeah. And that's going to be first that I have. What about nice. you, my friend? Um, I'm going to keep it local like always. Yeah. Pretty basic, uh, but a little twist to it. The coconut Ooh. juice for, Ooh. I, I might've had it on the here before, but it's uh, back again for season cool. seasonal. Yeah. That's seasonal. Yeah, it's seasonal. There's a lot of like coconut shit happening right now, and I'm like, ugh, I don't know. Well, they had this batch, the same batch, like our uh, same recipe last year, I guess, but oh, this one tastes a little different. I guess that's so coconutty. Just, you know how like some sours have like a very distinct sour smell? Oh, yeah. This definitely has that. I can't, I can't do a lot of sours. Most sours mm-hmm. I've had are I'm like, mm. yeah, too tart. Whoa. Whoa, <laughs> that shit slaps. Okay. Oh, God. It's pretty good. <clears throat> All right, cool. So, this album this is Bowie's fifth album and uh, fifth studio album, right? Released yep. June 16th, 1972. Um, currently, it is number 40. It was number 35 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. Wow. Uh, which is kind of interesting because it, it <clears throat> so the two albums that come out before and after are Hunky Dory 
and Aladdin Sane, which this t-shirt's an Aladdin Sane thing. Um apparently what the like the whole thing about um Ziggy is that he's and there's a movie about this too, which is kind of interesting. So there's a Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars movie, which is just um it's just it's basically just uh the last show it's like a concert documentary so um let me let me read what the i don't want to fuck it up so let me let me read what it actually is (laughs) um um so bowie retired the character of ziggy stardust july 3rd 1973 at a concert at the hammersmith odeon in london which is filmed and released as the documentary ziggy stardust and spiders from mars so you can that's kind of cool. I think you can watch the last yeah. iteration of that. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was like a <clears throat> persona or. A yeah. Character that he was like building for, you know, last few. What, <clears throat> what, did, but what was it that it was like two or two or three years or was it? Well, it's only one. So uh, one year. Yeah. So, so he it premieres so think... in, uh, in 72. Mm-hmm. Right when this album drops and and not like barely a year too so um uh and it he retires it in july 3rd 1973 so yeah the album comes out june 16th 72 so just over a year and then he says he calls it quits yeah and then it like his his next persona so uh, the that's the thing about bowie has like a bunch of personas right oh yeah yeah um he it says, not wanting Ziggy to define him, Bowie created a new character for his next album, Aladdin Sane, which he described as Ziggy Goes to America. Um, it's There's also a, a live album of that called Live Santa Monica 72, um, <clears throat> which is kind of random. Yeah. Because 72, he would... Uh, I guess he would... Yeah, he'd still be Ziggy. So, hmm. well, it, it probably recorded and probably just re- released later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the beginning of '73 or something. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. But anyways, there's this weird era of like this this between Hunky Dory and Aladdin Sane, where <clears throat> Bowie's like exploring androgyny and being like some kind of like alien creature type of situation. And uh, this is the peak of that. So there's like, you know, Hunky Dory where, you know, on the front of Hunky Dory, I think he's wearing a dress or a wig or something. Yeah. And uh, before that, I think he has an album where he's wearing a full dress. But um, this one is like this, you know, what they what they call <clears throat> a fictional androgynous and bisexual rock star who is sent to Earth as a savior before an impending apocalyptic apocalyptic disaster um in the story ziggy wins the hearts of fans but suffers a fall from grace after succumbing to his own ego so inspired by vince taylor iggy pop and you know probably mark bolan i would say yeah this this character um you're not a huge bowie fan adam (laughs) i'm not (laughs) (laughs) yeah where where would you put this as far as like if I mean, you like gonna... it like I mean like you said 
the biggest song i mean the biggest song of course is star man like i mean everybody knows yeah. that song and it's you know uh the song that defines this album for sure i mean there's mm-hmm. there's a couple other good songs on there too but um yeah Starman is definitely the one that defines them and like i mean it's not yeah it's not my um my favorite bowie album i mean like this thing is i wouldn't say i don't really have a favorite bowie album actually like i mean that's how much i don't listen to them i guess yeah but i mean there's songs that i'm like oh i like that song you know and then they didn't come to find out like most of the songs I like about bowie are like singles or like deep cuts or you know yeah it was random shit yeah um this particular one i picked this one because not only is it it's a concept album right so yeah throughout this whole like 70s era of bowie he's he's constantly creating uh different personas for himself so you got ziggy you got aladdin sane you got uh thin white duke you have you know even before that though you have you have major tom like there's this whole whole era of like him just changing personas but this one was definitely I think there's a, a fun quote from Rolling Stone and uh, by Brett Schowitz. Schowitz? I hope that's how you say your name. But um, well, I'll anyway, say uh, like, I mean, it's it's just definitely like everybody. I feel like it's every everyone that I know is a Bowie fan. They say like this is their favorite album. Well, it's that like sense. I think, you know, what it it strikes that um, it strikes that like er- not uh it's uh like the time like the, how long it is it strikes like the perfect time yeah. length yeah. of an album like yeah. you can listen to it and not be overwhelmed by the length but it's also like all the songs are good like every yeah. song on here is good yeah <clears throat> but uh i really want to find i'm gonna find this quote from from my boy brett on here because it's <laughs> it's pretty cool um Okay. Well, this isn't the one I'm, I'm I want to say, but this is kind of interesting. He says um, the title track is a triumph a triumph in songwriting, while Suffragette City, which I think has the dopest synth, like synth yeah. noises in a in a rock song. There is. Yeah. I, I think the end of that shit hits so fucking hard. Yeah. Um, and he says is straight out of the Velvet Underground playbook, which. I think I, you know, I agree. Yeah, that's what I, I was I gonna say too. I like, I like this album because I'm glad you picked it because, like, listening to it, I realized that uh, it does have a lot of elements from that era of this, you know, the early '70s. You know, I was feel like there's mm-hmm. like a lot of, you know, I could hear a lot of No Young or a lot of, you know, other bands. To, you know, yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot of weird shit on it too that I like. I like, like a lot of yeah. weird, uh, oh, what's it called, um, ad libs in the back and like weird shit you can hear yeah um but yeah definitely i'm not even a huge velvet underground fan at all but it definitely you can you can tell there's some shit that hits like that i would even say suffragette city in just in general is more yeah. of like a t-rex song you know yeah uh, they, uh, that's what i was gonna say too that's what i was thinking that's t-rex yeah it's funny because you're, like, you're the one that kind of like uh and you know high school and stuff uh introduced me to t-rex like i didn't really know i mean i've heard about t-rex but never really like listened to t-rex and then i think you were listening to i was like oh yeah you know what's weird about t-rex that that's funny that you say that but 
Dil, I, I got the first time I listened to T-Rex was because Dill found a T-Rex album at like some music store oh, or yeah. Best Buy or something. Uh-huh. And he picked it up and he's like, we should get this. And I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, because it says T-Rex on it. Like, he didn't know what the <laughs> fuck it was. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so we get it. Yeah. And I find out, you know, half the people I listen to are, you know, um, have been inspired by Mark Bolin and T-Rex. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, you could even say that Ziggy Stardust is is almost a, I would say almost a toned down version of Mark Bowen in this time. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know. We didn't. I haven't seen any album shit. But, anyways, he says this. Re- our boy Brett says this release was monumental and one of the most important albums in glam rock and rock in general. And it's Bowie yeah. at his absolute best. Yeah. Um, I would. I would definitely say yes. And just to put in perspective of where they're where Rolling Stone is currently ranking this and like on the front and back ends of this album mm. 30. So this is number 40 currently. Number 39 oh. is Remain in Light by Talking Heads and 41 yeah. is Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, that's like a game. Yeah, that's a good sandwich like to be sandwiched yeah. between. That's funny because I was thinking the same thing like talking heads rolling stones it's kind of there's a lot of rolling wild. stones on this like yeah I oh feel yeah like too yeah yeah definitely. that's what i was gonna say like my one of my favorite songs i listened to it was the moon age moon age daydream mm-hmm. that song yeah at the end of it i was telling you the last minute of it dude that shit goes hard <laughs> yeah oh you know it's so weird too because like a little solo breakdown I, I it's so good um actually there's a um there was something I was gonna say something about that. Um, you mentioned that, and then I saw it mentioned in something when I was looking up stuff about this album. It's it's so random. There, I think that that solo on that, I think it's on that song, was improvised. Uh-huh. Oh wow, yeah. Um, which you know what's even weirder? This thing says it's most of the songs on here were written at the same time as hunky dory which a lot of people will say hunky dory is their favorite album but yeah. <clears throat> i don't know i uh, this one it just it starts off good with five years five years is there's some some questionable lyrics in there now you know what i'm saying yeah like but it's it definitely is like i don't know the the, the albums that i i like the best um and some of the ones on the list i sent you there are songs on it that you can completely if you were uh, you know closing your eyes you can completely see what's happening you know yeah so we're uh, in just to come what comes to mind is like biggie's ready to die uh mm-hmm. there's shit you can just you can see the whole landscape of what he's talking about five years yeah. is one of those songs <clears throat> i think lady stardust is one of those songs um yeah. you know talking about a um a drag queen that's you know singing and like you know breaking heartbreaking some some dudes at at a club yeah. um which is super interesting for the 70s so you know yeah for sure but um mm. and mm. like i mean i was just thinking about this cuz i had to look it, look it up just now but uh rocky horror picture show came out in 75 so that was you probably uh-huh. you know yeah, have some leeway for that. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, <clears throat> it says, um, this is, this is, um, so if you like this album, which is kind of, yes, I, I, I think most people that like, um, oh, hold on, photograph monogram, ones outside the homes of Furrier. What's Furrier? Oh, so K West. So we mentioned that earlier is a furrier. So people who make furs. Oh, kind of interesting. (laughs) That's what it's called. It's a furrier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fur clothing. (laughs) You're a furry? No, I'm a furrier. (laughs) Furrier. So it says um, fur clothing is clothing made of furry animal hides. (laughs) Wow. Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, this is super, super random. So this is also the same time that, like, I believe, um, that this that he that Bowie would be hanging out with Iggy Pop, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of like random, uh, like I don't know, like right. This is right before like he was hanging out. I guess right before he's hanging out with Iggy, and like all those like punk dudes and shit, and like. Yeah. Getting in it with um, what's his name in uh, in Germany when he took like that German the five year stint in Germany. Oh yeah. With uh, fuck me, dude. Why am I? Why can't I think of this dude's yeah. name right now? I just blanked so hard just now. Do you know who I'm talking about? Is a music producer. Uh, we've talked about him a bunch of times. Either. Fuck. I'm gonna look it up right now because it's it's bum me out um dude i'm just, so if you look at it <laughs> there, there's an album called bowie in berlin mm-hmm. uh, and there's also a book an accompanying book um but it's this is right bef- right before all of that happened so when he was it's called the berlin trilogy which is kind of interesting okay. so um it's it's low heroes and lodger so those are the three albums or yeah low okay heroes yeah and lodger those are the the berlin trilogy and so he's he goes to oh that's what it is he goes to um after this glam rock fucking super show for the early 70s -hmm. goes to berlin for like five years and records these three albums which a lot of people you know heroes fucking slaps um yeah. low I, I know you don't like bowie's nearly as much as i do but yeah i think you I know, would appreciate low, low yeah. like a I, lot i mean i know what you're talking about yeah yeah i have listened a little bit of that yeah Lowe's really good um also every dude on the planet has bowie's hairstyle from low right now so <laughs> it's like <Yeah. laughs> what the fuck um but anyways he goes there to record those <clears throat> with brian eno and in the same time, um, before work, before he worked on this trilogy, Bowie helped co-write and produce Iggy Pop's debut solo, The Idiot. So he's this is okay. all. So yeah. basically, the timeline is <clears throat> Bowie goes from like straight laced, just like the Rolling Stones did go from like straight laced wearing suits and shit, top of the pops type of thing. And, um, you know, putting out. Major Tom and all of those, yeah. you know, Space Oddity, Oddity um, songs. And then he goes into this 
full on like he, he you know he has a hit and he's like all right cool i can milk this goes into a full-on fucking uh glam rock phase for like yeah. a good minute you know goes to america and basically figures out you know meets all these people uh iggy pop and you know the stooges whatever this is when punk's happening so most people yeah. are like <clears throat> really into like original punk too like hardcore fucking shit oh, yeah and you know he's going through america and also he's from you know the uk so he's seeing you know probably i don't know fucking uh sex pistols and you know all of that yeah. shit happen so you gotta it's so weird that he like he goes from this glam rock thing this like full high energy type of persona to going on tour in america and then coming back to europe and then going straight to berlin and making these three like i haven't listened to lodger really but heroes and low are really good so it's like kind of interesting and they're like kind of clean cut looks so it's like yeah what was he you know after like hanging out with it's almost like yeah it almost seems like i mean i can't remember exactly what dates like new wave starts but you know i mean it seems like that's kind of like the transition to that yeah right yeah like the pre you know pre new wave i guess yeah this definitely feels like it's like he set it up he set that up for sure yeah well i mean Um, and then also i guess what talking heads what'd you say like talking heads was oh uh, well I guess you just said it was on the list, but like, I wonder what you know what date that came out. Like talking to I'm gonna open the link right now. Um so that was nineteen eighty. So it okay. makes sense to me. And this is like yeah. the one you know too. It's like it's the one with you know talk it says talking heads and like yeah, all their faces yeah. are have red uh, paint on them and shit. Yeah. So it's the one you know. <clears throat> but yeah. just like to think about this whole like this weird transition in his career. I mean, this is of course low and heroes and stuff are like the thin white Duke era where he's like super on Coke and shit. So yeah, it makes sense. He was hanging out with Iggy, you know? Yeah. What's great. It was, well, I always find interesting about Bowie and respect is the fact that he's had like, you know, was able to reinvent himself so much, but without, compromising you know what i mean without being like the he made hits without being like to but on his own standards like he wasn't trying to fit in like with yeah. you know the eagles or like you know what it was the you know whatever the you know um stevie nicks and you know yeah 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 he definitely that, wasn't know. playing into that like soft rock bullshit yeah yeah like there's no there's no eagles there's no fucking yeah. there's no tom petty there you know none of that. so but i mean he had major hits <laughs> but still somehow felt like you know underground or like you know maybe like yeah yeah, like uh and still have like a cult following now you know what i mean even Mm -hmm. though it's like a major name in music which yeah it's kind of crazy right like you don't he's very unique in that way like he definitely kind of feels almost punk you know yeah but still he had like a a fuck ton of albums like how many like i want to see how many albums he actually had real quick i'm gonna open up something even um, his last album you know which is sad but it's it it's yeah good, dude it's super sad but it, like he had 
I'm pretty sure that was his highest rated album ever, which is kind of interesting. Black Star was. It's also Mm. the only one I heard an interview about it. Um, There's been multiple Bowie documentaries throughout the years, but he made one right before he died. um, Recording. He had a a Broadway play. And um, he also he, he wanted to record Black Star in secret. And he recorded a lot of what was going on because he knew he was dying. Yeah. So it was, it's kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> so he, uh, it's, it's, it, it's fun. It's, it's sad, but like at the same time he knew it and it was like, it's, 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 it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to like, think about that. He knew yeah. he was dying, but he was like, I'm going to do, the album that I've always wanted to do, but it's but it's also the ultimate like Bowie thing to do, you know. What I mean, because he had, you know, if you think about that, and then like all the other phases that we were just talking about, he had, you know, a different phase for every part of his life, you know, mm-hmm. new character, new persona. Yeah, and it's really cool. I mean, you know, the thing I think that made me um really really connect with with Bowie on that. On, on like is some kind of level the the way the reason I started liking him was like he has he has this thing about him where he's he feels like he's really trying to like live life as hard as he can you know like do as yeah. much as he can while he's yeah. here and like maybe the the Ziggy Stardust uh, persona was like a you know a nod to live as much as you can in the, in the short time that you have, because he, you know, cut that off in a year, yeah. but it's, it's still interesting to think about because he had so many personas. Speaking of, yeah. he had 26 studio albums, 21 yeah. live albums, 46 wow. compilation albums and 10 extended plays. Yeah. So that's fucked. I don't, I don't have all of those. <laughs> I think well, I have like I three. <laughs> I remember this one because I think you we listened to it a lot in high school. But the I think it's like an essential Bowie or something that came out yeah. in maybe early thousands. The best of Bowie or something. Yeah, best of Bowie. There was a single one where you could get the the first disc, but then there was a yeah, and a double double disc one. Yeah, double disc was the fire. Yeah, yeah, double disc. I remember specifically the the second disc. I think has heroes on the back end oh. of it. It's not even oh, up well. at the top. It's like it's really yeah. random. Hmm. But yeah, so um but I want to talk about too the documentaries. Go back to the documentaries, the oh, yeah, yeah. five years documentary. Yeah, five that's the one I was referencing to. Like um yeah. The one in Berlin. Because that's yeah, yeah. Was that is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that does it talks about that, but it's really talking about like how five like david but we only had like you know essential five years at the beginning first five years of you know his career was like what made him david bowie yeah pretty much <clears throat> it definitely made and, like, this, ramp up. this album is definitely the peak like what you're saying is the peak of those five years yeah 100 percent. and it's so dude it's so weird to me that you can release these albums so close like um all right so yeah. i'm gonna hold on i'm gonna pull up um this right now also i really like that apple music does like the 
like the weird like videos at the top now. So oh, no, yeah. so strange. And you can just click on something and it'll just start playing some like deep cut type shit. It's kind of cool. Um <clears throat> but yeah, so he released, you know, a fuck ton of albums we just talked about. But um these ones in particular, the ones that we've been talking about. So the man who sold the world is the one with the full dress that we were talking about earlier. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um 69 is or 67 is his first album, and 72. So yeah, the peak of those five years is Ziggy Stardust. So, um, but like it's so crazy to me that you l- release Hunky Dory in 71, yeah. Ziggy in 72, and then Aladdin Sane in 73. Which Aladdin, the Aladdin Sane, uh, if you look at it, I'm gonna show these album art. So, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, um, you can see this, but he releases Aladdin Sane and then pinups and then Diamond Dogs. Year after year, it's basically the same <clears throat> persona. The Aladdin Sane one kind of lasted a little while, it looks like. And then he went on his, you know, American tour and shit. And then, yeah. like, you get the Thin White Duke. So it's just, dude, this dude was just cranking shit out, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's weird to me. Like, when I talk to people that really like Bowie fans, so, like, Drew's wife, Catherine, loves mm-hmm. Bowie. Fucking loves <laughs> Bowie. And me and her, it's kind of interesting because I didn't know that at first about her. But it was it was a cool thing. Like, you know, you know, when you're like you're at your homie's house and you're like, oh shit, what can I connect with like their spouse about? Yeah. And that happened to be the thing. So it's it's cool because she was really into, I think, low and hunky dory. And mm-hmm. I'm like, huh. They're like those are not the ones I would have picked, but it definitely yeah, made me listen to them album, more. Yeah. yeah. Um, shout out to the second beer I'm about to have. <laughs> um, Green Man. So if you ever watched this is this has been tripping me out. So uh you know uh True Detective, right? Mm-hmm. First season. Are we talking about yeah. the green man, the the man with green on his face? No, oh, yeah. The little girl's like, oh, yeah, this dude, you know, yeah. it's fucking grass, man. Fucking got me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's what this is supposed to be. Like, I'm not positive, but hit yeah. us up, Green yeah. Man Brewing, if this is what you're fucking going for. So I'm like, yeah. well, it's not uh, the artist. <laughs> yeah. So this is the Wayfarer American IPA. This is 6.0. Uh, where are they from? They're from... Yeah uh Asheville okay no nice Asheville North Carolina so this is going to be interesting so you know you boys on the road to a thousand on untapped go and follow your boy for any oh, nice. updates and check all of our feeds <laughs> for that white tile series that we've been doing but this is a this is the first time I'm trying this so uh sorry green man if I have good. a shitty face if it, if it's bad <laughs> so I can't hide anything you know Man, I, miss, I think I missed what type of beer it is. I'm guessing it's an IPA, right? Yeah, it says American IPA. American IPA. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, bro. Look at that shit. That's kind of pretty. All right, bro. You guys are getting a good score so far. It's got like that classic fucking, if you Google image of beer, that's what this looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. Um, stock photo of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, actually, you know, I wanted to give a shout out to, of course, my favorite. So Beer Diaries again. This Willy Nilly um, was pretty fucking good. Also, shout out to this can art. This is this is dope. Yeah, feels very cool. like African influenced. All their to me. all their yeah. artwork is like very very slick. You know, I like it. Yeah, remember the beers you sent me? They were just like that. I mean, but it's like not even like the camera doesn't even do it justice. Just like messing with it, you holding it. Really you know, wasn't. it's very yeah, it's like, pretty reflective. I hope you know one day we're gonna go. You're gonna come up here and we're gonna go. So yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but anyways, um, what do you think? First sip before we keep talking about Bowie. Yeah. Smells nice. It smells very, very IPA ish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the original tried and true American <laughs> IPA. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Budweiser IPA ad. <laughs> Pretty good. All right, cool. Nice. Um, <clears throat> anyways, I kind of wanted to wrap it up about Bowie. Um, because right. I think we've we've talked about it quite yeah, a long. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, I'm glad you chose this one because yeah, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's one that you you know I knew you were passionate about it. I knew you had a lot mm-hmm. to say. You know, I actually oh, yeah. had more more to say as I was listening to it, thinking about stuff to say. That's good. It's good. Uh, I you know actually I knew I liked this. I, I've always loved this album. Um, also, yeah. you know what? I feel like it's one of those albums where you like. When someone asks you what's your favorite Bowie album, and this is the one you say, it's almost yeah. embarrassing because you're like, everyone's gonna say this one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, fuck, man, do I really have to say it? Like, <sighs> I don't know. Um, also, I wanted to give a shout out to Diamond Dogs, which is an album a few years down the line from this one, which is basically spillover from Ziggy and Aladdin Sane Days. Um, oh, and okay. a lot of people really fuck with that one and it's what was that so it was like b-sides or something <laughs> no it's a full from, it's a full uh, album it's just uh, like okay. shit that was written throughout this whole time they didn't use on gotcha on those two albums they, they wrote it but never recorded it That's yeah what you're saying yeah gotcha. and it's and <clears throat> you know shout out to our boy brad that was his favorite one um of oh, bowie okay. albums and i it it's so random too. Like, there's some weird shit on there. That's cool because, like, I'm like kind of the same way too with like artists. Like, I find as I get older, like, and just listening to different artists, you know, like mm-hmm. finding like their deep stuff. I'm like, oh man, like this, you know, <laughs> this yeah. might be my favorite. Like, yeah, I'm listening to a lot of random shit that's like you, like, I don't know, going back, like, I don't know. I remember <clears throat> when we met and we were really both getting into music pretty hardcore, like finding mm. what we are, what we liked. Yeah. And uh, I remember randomly like going across albums and being like, all right, like I like this song. So I'm going to get the, this is the days of when you bought CDs to listen to shit. You didn't, you know, yeah. couldn't listen to anything streaming. Um, unless you actually, yeah, yeah. They were probably like LimeWire and all that stuff. Wasn't really a thing. Oh. Um, no, like Napster, all that bullshit. But anyway, it was like you listen to one song, and you're like, all right, I'll buy the album, check it out. But then yeah. like you'd buy some shit and be like, huh? Like when you're at the C, this, this is so dude, date CD ourselves store. for real. Like you're at the CD store <laughs> and you're fucking store. <laughs> rustling through the the, yeah. the, the albums. And you're yeah, like, and like 
and a lot of times too like it is funny because like you're talking about dill doing the uh like this this is t-rex like i mean i can't tell you how many bands i've found doing that you know like mm-hmm. bands that i'm like wow i found this band at you know you know 13 or 14 and now you know at 30 you know like you yeah. know the, you know a few years later they have like a you know a greatest hit or something you're like wow you know wild there's yeah there's bands on planet like the you know the band the rapture remember them yeah yeah like you know finding them like 2008 and then like later and you know finding out that they have like these huge hits you know it's crazy people's success or like you know the black keys too you know that was the yeah following from the beginning <laughs> like yeah dude i was tripping um this is a random story but um the other night I was about to go to bed and I was like doing a whole bunch of like house bullshit. Right. And, uh, go to about to go to bed. And like, I noticed something on like the fucking comforter or it was a quilt. We had a quilt on it on the bed and I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I hit the light on. And of course it was like one of our cats threw up on the fucking bed. Right. I was like, God (laughs) damn it. Like, bro, I'm literally about to like pull the the fucking sheet like to get in. Right. And I see this. Oh my God. Damn it, dude. He's just staring at you like, yeah, no, seriously. He's like, Oh, what's up? You know, like, bro, come on. So, um, I I had to wait. Meg was asleep. So I wake, she wakes up and I'm like, and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, can't get in the goddamn bed. <laughs> like, it's fucking dope. Like, right on my side. <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh fuck. And I was like, and she's like, go grab the uh, t shirt quilt. And no. I was like, all right, cool. This is a, a blanket that she made for, I guess, for us, but ma- mo- mainly for me. It's um, a bunch of old, like, concert t shirts and a oh, nice. um, yeah. whole bunch of, like, you know, festival t shirts and shit yeah. that we've gone to. I think we talked about doing that too, like, with some shirts that we have. Yeah. It's, dude, it's rad. And it's also, yeah. it's it's probably my favorite blanket, I'd say. It gets soft, it's nice. But, like, yeah. so it's on. So I it, we do the whole thing with the sheet, change it out, right? And, um, I'm looking at the t-shirt quilts like it's spread out on the bed the next morning and I'm looking at it and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like I'm talking this thing, Adam, you kind of, you probably love it. It has like almost, I think all of the years, except for the year me and you went alone oh, about to Bonner. Bonner. Nice. It has all the Bonner yeah, I think t-shirts. I've, I think I've seen that. I think I've seen this blanket you're talking about. <clears throat> Dude, it's, but the, I'm running through like the lineup because it has lineup on it, right? We bought those oh, t-shirts yeah, with yeah. the lineup on it, and I'm like, holy shit! Like we saw some, we saw some shit in our day, you know? Yeah. And it's like I was at dinner the other night, talking about something, and uh, the people we were at dinner with are much younger than us, and I said something about like going to whatever at this time, I think, and wow. uh, they were like, "Bro, how old are you?" It's like. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no, like on those lineups, I, like, I think that's a good thing because it's like maybe you tricked them, you know? Maybe they thought you were younger, then they were like, you started talking, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Um, but like it's it trips me out because like, yeah, you were just mentioning Black Keys, and we're like, Black Keys are a fucking huge band, you know? Yeah, I mean, that thing is, I saw them. I've seen the Black Keys. I can't. I don't know, like multiple times, now, like four, four times or something now. Yeah. First time I saw them, I think was uh, in Memphis at the New Daisy Theater, dude. New Day. This is my favorite. This new is Daisy? still like top. Yes, yeah, top five 
favorite shows because it was them and then um jay retard opened for them you remember really Jerry holy shit yeah huge RIP, bro i right? mean like he died right? yeah like that's yeah but that's when he was like you know big i mean yeah. he was he was big but like just still local and like you know yeah. starting to catch on then like two years later i think from that is when he started getting like spin magazine was writing about him and you know all wild these, you know music outlets eventually after that he uh passed yeah. away that's RIP. insane RIP pj retard yeah. um but yeah it just makes it made me think um, on a lot of those t-shirts um, Black Keys played monorail a lot you know yeah <clears throat> so I was like what's funny too shit. is like not to interrupt you but um, no, you're good. I have a, there's there's a guy I work with his name is Brian yeah. Yeah. and uh, he's like really into music we talk about music all the time but um, cool. he we, we talk about what's well, funny is we got on the topic about Bonner and he was actually at Bonner in uh, I think 2006 <laughs> oh really yeah, so we are we're talking about it, and we're our, I think it was the 2006 and 2007, or maybe it was just 2007. But anyways, we talked about that Kings of Leon show. Like he was at that same show. Oh shit! That? Yeah, that was when the power went out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the power went out. Yeah, dude, dude. Same year, actually. I I think was, dude. If you look at that lineup, it it's and fucking... we talked about Kanye too, and that was yeah. Oh, Kanye was, yeah. That's 2007. Yeah. Had, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Or no. 2008 yeah, yeah. maybe because i didn't go in 2008 i didn't go in 2008 i thought you did yeah i think we went uh, maybe we, we went for like four maybe years it was in a row, maybe i don't know there's one <clears throat> but anyway um that's cool you got something to chat about you know that's kind of weird um that was one of the first things that me and drew connected on was uh he went to that uh 2006 show and oh, 2007 yeah um oh wow yeah and i was like holy shit like you were at the same shows as, as me and adam and he was like yeah That's yeah crazy. like i think we met we met him um we met up with him in 2007 for like five minutes but yeah. he was on one that that year <laughs> <laughs> so like whatever you know you know when you're in your yeah, early yeah. 20s like get after it oh, guys yeah. you yeah, know yeah yeah <sighs> if i could tell yeah. you know if i could tell anybody in their early 20s like some advice i'm like bro just push that shit to the limit you know like push it until yeah. you can't yeah because yeah. when you hit 30 you're not doing it anymore oh, yeah, you yeah you're drinking three beers smoking you're... a bowl and passing out <laughs> yeah you're done and that in those early 20s bro you could smoke like five blunts yeah. like a whole 12 yeah. pack to your the head yeah. you know you got stamina when you're in your 20s Man. yeah <laughs> the other night uh it was a couple weeks ago. I told you about that. I showed you that photo. I sent you that photo of that uh, bottle of tequila we got. Yeah, yeah. That blue, that, that blue boy. <laughs> that blue boy. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so, like, man, we went, I went in. I, I don't know. Chelsea might have, like, had the same amount. I think I had, like, five margaritas or something. Oh, my God. Faded. Yeah. Like, three-fourths <laughs> of the bottle yeah. was gone. <laughs> and then the whole next day, I was, like, hungover, like, throwing up all morning and shit. Oh, my like God. Just, you know, my stomach. <laughs> Amateur shit right there. Oh, yeah, stomach. <laughs> your stomach. Your stomach hates you, bro. Like, it hates I was like, you so was, much. But it was so funny because I was just like, yeah, my stomach, man. Like, I just I have a stomach ache today. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, they got some food poisoning. <laughs> Joe's like, no, nah, you're just hungover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, you're like 34. You fucking die. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. No, bro. You're 34. You can't drink a whole bottle of tequila <laughs> to yourself anymore. <laughs> it's like, white girl wasted. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> Showing them hairy tits of yours. Yeah. Fucking taking tequila shots. <laughs> tequila shots. <laughs> Bro, I can't even tell Actually, you. It wasn't. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, you know what? You know what? Um the last time I took a tequila shot was in Florida, I think. And uh, <laughs> when my uh, my brother was like, oh, bro, we should do. I think he was like, oh, I, I won't drink that. He, like, he's got some weird shit about like drinking booze. But like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I don't know. He's just like sometimes not into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, he, but booze, booze. Like, he'll like, he'll be like, yeah, I'll drink beer all day. Like, literally all day. Yeah, but dude. I don't know. I don't know what his That's deal so is. Dumb. Like what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what his I'm deal gonna is. I'm gonna ask him about that. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, he's like, yeah, I'll so do. You a don't shot. enjoy cocktails, like. I love cocktails, you know. Like, yeah, right. But this motherfucker's like, nah, I don't know. Like, I'm like, okay. But anyway, yeah, he's like, yeah, let's do some shots. Like, start the night off. <laughs> so Bigger we do the, there now. He's drinking. <laughs> this motherfucker, his whole fucking body, I feel like just feels like <laughs> just like crumbled in on itself. Six five ass body he himself a hernia. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. It was just like everything twitched. Like this man had a tick in every part of his body. <laughs> oh, no. Like what the fuck? But what were we all drinking? Tequila? I don't know. I think we did a tequila shot, and we definitely did oh. a couple shots of uh, Jack Daniels. Oh man, for sure. I've had Jack. Oh man. Yeah. Man, that was my drink coming up dude like in college and shit i remember there was a lot of jack daniels uh dude. In your apartment and or your house you had a fucking oh, house yeah. in um over in Orangebound. yeah was that was wild yeah. yeah dude a lot of uh the yeah, a lot of whiskey i don't know why it's so funny too that that was like the first like you know i was like oh you know like jack and coke yeah i mean it's, it's it makes sense it's like favorite yeah that makes sense for a, a tennessee household honestly like yeah it's a very accessible alcohol you know you ever had jack daniel's green label it's like the sour mash version i uh, do i think so um there's a dude i all right so <laughs> i've had dude i've had so many so you know shout out our boy dan he was really into jack yeah, daniel's for that. a long time yeah. and oh. so like i think honestly i think a lot of the specifically jack daniel's experiences were probably started with him there yeah but uh in memphis but i don't know like um i don't know man i've graduated to some better shit so also you know you get more money as you grow up yeah it's called life more more options (laughs) It's the game of life. (laughs) Fucking shitty game. (laughs) But anyways. I wanted to go back. Wrap this up about our David Robert Jones. A.K.A. David Bowie. Um, Born January 8th, 1947. Died January 10th, 2016. Um. And then right after he died, uh, Black Star comes out, I think like a month later, two weeks later. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Maybe it was a week later. I'm gonna about to open this shit up real quick. Yeah, it was very, yeah. Uh, very. Yeah. Oh, oh no, it died. He died uh, 
Yeah, two days out. Two days after the album yeah. came out. Yeah, that's what I thought. Which is kind of dude, how fucking crazy is that? He he made videos yeah. and shit. Like that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like you know, it's a. I mean, it's almost like you know, when I die, I kind of want to almost do the same thing. You know, what I mean, yeah, it's like a good way to go out, especially yeah. as a musician. That's dude. It's so crazy. Um, yeah, it came out on his 69th birthday, which is kind of cool. Um, it's pretty long. It's 41 minutes. There's some long ass songs on there too. Oh yeah, like Lazarus is like six and a half minutes long. Yeah, or the Black Star, the opening track is not almost ten minutes long, which is kind of crazy. <clears throat> but uh, I remember when this happened. Uh, just to wrap up our Bowie talk, actually, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this: if you haven't listened to this album, go and check it out. Go and check out the I, I would say the the two two really good trilogies of Bowie's uh, personas. So obviously this one with Ziggy Stardust and I would just group that in with the lad insane, honestly. And then, um, then kind of check out the, like the thin white Duke era, like that, those three Mm -hmm. in Germany. So go and check those out. If you're even interested in David Bowie, but this is, this is top notch shit. Go and check it out. Um, you got any closing thoughts on him in general? Um, well, I was gonna say I was just looking that up because I was thinking about I had a thought in my head, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that um, the Black Star album—it's kind of crazy because that whole year of 2016. I don't know why. I, I mean, I was like working, I guess, and like had a job where I could just you know have uh, put on headphones and listen to stuff, but. 2016 was like a great year for music. And I just realized that I mean, Shape Pool was the same year yep. as that album. So those are two, both albums that deal with death, you know, and somehow they found a way to make success out of that. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Because they're yeah, both good albums. I mean, like, and if they're good albums and you're like, man, this is kind of dark, but you don't realize, and you know, until you look up the, you know, info on it that they're both albums dealing with death, you know, mm-hmm. Top Work Losses, what, you know, why for, I guess they were. I don't know if they were ever married, but domestic partners or something, maybe. Who is this? Who is it? Uh, Tom, Tom York. And who? York. His wife. You know, his wife passed away. Mm. Oh, I did. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. But that's what that whole album's about. <clears throat> yeah. Is that the last Radiohead album? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, which isn't, but you know, the smile. It's like, I mean, which is weird because we're like, it's a new side project. They're coming here, dude. They're coming here too, but I'm not going to see them because they're playing the fucking Ryman. Like, you don't have, like, yeah. You don't want to see that. You don't go to the Ryman? No, I've been to the Ryman. I saw Wu Tang at the Ryman. It was awesome, but it was also like, if you don't have very specific seats, that show sucks. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're uh they're playing the Orpheum here, which the Orpheum here did because we uh we shot in there last week or the week before or something. Yeah. On the show. It's it's tiny, bro. Like, I mean the venues here are not that good. I'm like, yeah, I still haven't been to Tipitinos, but I mean Tipitinos is like legendary mm. um place. But um, but yeah, I mean all the venues are like very small. Like wow. uh there's just <laughs> there's just one venue. I mean, shout out to them, like, they're good people, but like the Civic Theater. There's a venue here and it's like got a balcony terrace, but you load in from like, you like literally walk in where you load in is like, that's the beginning of the stage. Oh God, <laughs> Like from the street. And it's like, I mean, it's tiny. 
and like there's only in the there's like a bar behind the stage that you walk through yeah. like a, two double doors and then yeah. like to exit like we went to see we saw Jenny lewis there and we were exiting and it was like oh, a mass cool. exodus and like you know but a mass exodus oh, like people jammed in like you know elbow to elbow yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn no but yeah we're going that's to cool. see uh we're going to see beach house in, uh, oh nice September. nice that's cool damn you got a packed packed fall huh yeah dude we gotta go beach house then go to arkansas drop off tino then greece shout out tino um <clears throat> so anyways yeah dude that um i remember when that album came out you're talking about the black star album um yeah. capped this whole thing off um it was a very weird time you know like we we're about to have an insane election like later yeah. on in the year but yeah, that was all ramping up like we we're seeing yeah. like the seeds of all that it's a primary year yeah yeah and um this dropped and that it that whole day i remember exactly where i was when i found this out and it was like i was on a, a show and i was like man this just it just feels weird like the whole day felt weird um yeah like it was almost like i don't know it was like a quiet type of situation like as far it wasn't like a, a lot of people didn't make a huge deal about it but it was like it was a big deal you know it was like holy shit like this is this just happened i remember being super bummed like holy shit like david bowie just died that i didn't think that would happen you know but also like selfishly i was like fuck i'm not gonna get to see fucking david bowie ever like ever yeah yeah so that's i was gonna ask you because that yeah i was gonna ask you do you regret like not trying to see david bowie i don't think there was was a chance yeah, I was gonna ask you, like, do you, there never was a chance. I mean, I'm probably sure even, you know, yeah, the time he was alive, a lot of times it's probably, you know, tickets were so outrageous. Yeah, I don't think there was a chance for me to see him. Yeah, the one concert I really regret, and, and I think this is on me and you, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one concert I regret not doing is. 2007's Lollapalooza. What was 2007 Lollapalooza? It was the last time Daft Punk toured. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. When they announced their breakup and during pandemic, I was like, fuck this shit. You know, like, yeah. So bummed. Also, I'm kind of holding out hope because they've been pushing yeah, a lot of shit say. out about Discovery lately. Yeah. So. Like maybe they'll change their mind. I don't know. That's like yeah, that's there are a couple like electronic shows I didn't never got to see that I was like, man, I wanted to see I wanted to see Daft Punk and I wanted to see Justice. I've seen Justice twice. Yeah. And uh once was amazing. The second time sucked. Yeah. I'm sure. Second time was really bad. Like for real. Yeah. Um, which was depressing. But uh Justice is really good. You have a shot at seeing Justice for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Daft Punk. Daft I, sp- Punk I don't know, man. Maybe I wasn't thinking about it as much at the time. Well, also, we were both broke as shit. Yeah. So it's like we're really going to go to Chicago. Also, the friend group yeah. we had at that time was fucking huge. Like, we're yeah. never going to convince all those people to go. Like, <laughs> no. never. No. So, 
Airbnb wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like there, we it just it just seemed out of sight, you know. Yeah. But I wish we would have done that. That would have been fucking sick. God. There was a lot of shit happening though. We had some like friend group deaths so that around that time it was kind of wild. But yeah. Um also insane. Anyways, yeah, go and check out this album, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars from 1972, which is fucking crazy that this is 50 years old, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 50 yeah, years just, old. I mean, goes to show you that Bowie, I mean, like, that's, that's what's crazy is like Bowie, it's like I said, it's still like a cult following now. It's like someone says David Bowie and you're like, yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean? Like, else is, you know, it still holds up. Yeah. I agree. It's just, dude, it's so crazy. 50 fucking years old. How yeah. insane. Like almost, almost to the date. Like it was, it came out in uh, June. So yeah. it's like, we're pretty close to a 50 year on that one. Maybe that's what this is, is a 50, this, this photo disc vinyl. Maybe it's a 50 year uh, reissue or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah go check it out uh top tier bowie if you're gonna listen to him um also it's just an easy album to listen to i think yeah it is for sure it's good it's got hits like another thing i'll add to it too is that like uh as i find myself because like right now i've been going like doing a deep dive like in the 70s kind of i don't know why but i find myself like stuck in the 70s like doing a deep dive like finding music like different genres yeah. too i mean i told you about the whole like reggae like dance mm-hmm. hall shit i'm going through mm-hmm. but uh um but also like it just you know this being in the 70s like it just i don't know i liked a lot that you picked it because it you know it was definitely like i feel like our generation we appreciate the 70s music more than a lot yeah. of people yeah i think so the 70s really the 70s was a really insane year like decade for music like you had stuff like this but you also had like it was the time where it was like all these different genres were like finding their own route you know what i mean like glam rock was the thing now you know yeah you had glam rock but you also had like probably peak beatles but yeah punk was coming about you had the beginnings of hip-hop was in the 70s yeah you had you know not quite metal yet but like um in the 80s you definitely had like what glam rock became was like hair bands you know yeah so like probably some people this is probably their shit you know those hair band people yeah yeah but like i don't know there's they say like that dude brett from uh rolling stone was saying that this is one of the most important albums in rock and i think so i think it yeah at the time do you agree yeah yeah i definitely agree with that i think i think so because it's like you know not only the androgyny thing of it but like Like just like i mean david bowie set up the whole new wave thing i feel like you know what i mean yeah definitely definitely i mean i there'd be no cure there would be no uh uh joy division you know i mean like yeah it's like that that a lot of those bands are like mentioned actually on some of these articles and stuff about this album 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> also, this is kind of interesting. For its 40th anniversary in 2017, uh, it was selected for... Oh, no, no, no. My bad. My bad. I'm reading the wrong thing. Um, it was remastered in 2020, or 2012 for its 40th anniversary. But in 2017, it was selected for preservation in the National Recording Registry being deemed culturally, historically, and artistically significant by the Library of Congress. Wow. Yeah. So I praise. I praise from your government. (laughs) (laughs) But um at least they got yeah, it says says this thing is glam rock and proto punk, which I don't like these like subgenre bullshit. That's, like that's whatever. Proto punk. I never heard that one before. That's I'm gonna look up that one. <laughs> like, yeah, this is proto punk. I'm doing a deep dive into proto punk. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you some some of the bands. That, oh, it's it, uh, proto punk, or oh, just okay. Rock music mostly played mostly by garage bands from the 60s to yeah. 70s. Foreshadowed punk. So who we got? We got uh. Velvet and them, the Velvet Underground, the Shags, MC5, Stooges, yeah, and New York Dolls are basically the Stooges. Yeah, this was good too, man. Like the Stooges, like uh, there's a oldie station here in New Mm -hmm. New Orleans called uh, Texas FM. Okay, and uh, they play like it's just oldies and like, but it's weird because it's not just oldies. I feel like they have like a theme to it as far as like it's like whatever was fifty years or you know what I mean, like Mm fifty years from now but that's they know, so it's but it's kind of all over the place but they play a lot of stooges you know yeah apparently apparently the, like the most famous proto-punk song is my generation by the who in 1965 yeah i could see that yeah that makes yeah. sense um so yeah then you got glam rock everybody knows what fucking glam rock is yeah <clears throat> um also of note, this is kind of interesting. So this album was recorded in only three months from November 71 to February 72. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Like, I feel like a lot of shit takes longer. You know, we we're just talking about, you know, uh, fucking Radiohead hasn't had an album in five years. Yeah. It's crazy. But um, yeah, man, this is this is top notch, Bowie. if you can. You know, listen to the extended shit. Listen to the, go watch. Oh, you know, shout out to um, Moon Age Day or yeah, Moon Age Daydream, uh, new Bowie documentary coming out this year. Go and check it out. Uh, it looks really cool. It looks like it's a lot of unseen footage and like random stuff from yeah. like the Bowie family that they, you know, all those people, the Bowie's people, let them have for this thing looks really cool it looks like it's something that you know you can generally be like interested by like in somebody that's you know like a music doc. i like music docs but like it looks pretty cool yeah <clears throat> but anyways uh yeah man i don't know i don't think i got any that i i've never talked about this album this long like it's kind of crazy yeah. i don't know it's, i know but, it's been a while and i have to pee <laughs> i have to pee really bad too but anyways, uh, <laughs> like, dude, that fucking, I was just like trying to add up all the ounces. Like, have like, right, also, stop talking about liquids. <laughs> uh, it's like 20, 20, uh, 28 ounces of beer in me right now. But anyways, go and check out this album. 
if uh, you have the time, if you have 30 fucking minutes of your life, which you do, you do. Um, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it, especially even for people who don't like Bowie as much like Adam did before this. But yeah, it's it'll it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a testament of its time to do like it's, you know, it's it tells us it tells a story of the 70s, I feel like. But in its own yeah. way, like, you know, it, it 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 does enough to like, you know, to be molded by the industry to its standards, but also still break away and do yeah. its own thing and pave the way for like what we were saying this whole what is it called proto-punk wave proto-punk yeah yeah <laughs> it definitely feels yeah that actually that's really good it it makes me feel like if you were a person going to like you know um little venue shows in the early 70s this is yeah. probably what it looked like you know well, yeah, I was going to, uh, that's what it's going to bring up not to get into because I really have to pee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. CBGBs. CBGBs. Yeah, yeah. Eventually we'll talk about CBGBs. But, anyways, uh, I'll close it out then. <clears throat> it's your boy, Pat Aris, Adam Kanich. We're two fifths of the Quick Sixer Collective. If you like any of our, any of this stuff, Go and check us out on all the social medias. We're now on TikTok. So if you want to check out fucking TikTok, um, if you're into that, but if you listen to this show, you (laughs) might not be. I don't know. But anyways, go and check out all of that stuff. We're on all of the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Uh, You know, like and subscribe to our stuff on YouTube. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for uh, next month's the number four, our 14th episode of Dropping the Needle next month in September. And it's your boys. We out.